I go through poses. The poses last for you stay in a pose. They're usually seated and you stay in a pose for three to five minutes. So you're really working on the breath and it's almost like you're in the pose and your body is the pressure of the pose affects the meridian line. They say that life is full of opportunities, right? So why are so many of us dreading getting out of bed to face another day? I know what that's like. My life was full of conflict, stress, failure, and fear. When I got cancer for the second time, my choice was simple, change or die. Today, I love waking up. I love my life. I love owning my own business that is helping people learn and grow. So how do you unlock that kind of transformation in your life? Let's discover the answers together as we hear from ordinary people like you and me and their extraordinary success stories. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Welcome everyone to our show today. Today we have someone very special and really dear to my heart because what they're doing is something that I feel very, very strongly about and that is yoga and some of this yoga pathway and, and the singing bowls and some of the cool things that they're doing. They have this spiritual path. All right, so Pam and Andy are Rockhound spiritual artists and entrepreneurs and have and are creators of the Indigo Sanctuary, an online source of handcrafted Reiki infused yoga, home sanctuary, sound healing, gemstone healing, and Mediterranean products. So Pam is a yoga instructor and she has focused her practice on yin yoga. She has taught yoga in homeless shelters, nursery homes, senior centers, as well as studios and gyms. And Andy is an environmental advocate having worked for the EPA for 30 years. So welcome you guys to the show today. I'm going to let you tell the rest of the story. So thank you for joining me today. And we know that you probably didn't start out as yoga instructors and in creating this, this business that you have. So take us back to where you started. Well, um, like you said, we're rock hounds. Uh, Andy started doing um, his uh rock hounding when he was 13 and I was more of the type of uh, uh, girl that went into crystal shops but what we both liked doing was hiking um, we have always enjoyed hiking and camping even before we met and nature was a very healing place for both of us so um, we, we are part of nature and we felt this union with nature from a very young age. And um, Andy, when you go hiking with Andy, even before we became lapidary artists, 
Um, he was always looking down at the ground and it always took us twice as long to get to our destination. (laughs) And, yeah, yeah. And, um, I mean, I love, rocks too but these rocks really look like rocks they didn't look like crystals or gemstones or anything until we got them home and we'd wash them off and they were beautiful and he seemed to have a real uh talent with um spotting them on our hikes and so finally um i said let's get a rock tumbler let's go back to our inner child and really get play. <laughs> and play yeah a play i think we're missing that as yeah, adults and play yeah and um i guess um that's when indigo sanctuary started because uh, all our items really focus around uh crystals and rocks um we even make singing bowls with playing sticks that have gemstones um, that are polished and placed on the, on, on the, um, on the mallet. So it, they're quite beautiful. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, nature really is healing and, um, it's, it's just, it heals your whole soul. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And then we started going out rock collecting Uh, in earnest, Pam said, let's go find our own rocks. So we would plan our trips around rock collecting areas. So um, I would say that that the Indigo Sanctuary was tying together many of the threads that ran through our lives. Meditation and yoga was always really important to us. And as life got hectic, we realized that we needed a, a daily home practice. And that evolved for us with a, our own home sanctuary where we were comfortable to do our home practice every day and it encouraged us. And then we were doing the gemstones and we realized that the things that we were experiencing in our life would probably be beneficial for many other people because we all struggle with the the stresses of everyday life and we're trying to find our path and share share what we've experienced with other people yeah yeah it almost sounds like you were you had this like calling like it was almost like calling to you to from the very beginning at a very young age both of you um it's almost like the nature was saying you know look at me and check out these cool things that I have for you and you were willing to. You know, I think that's true. Part of what we find is we consider ourselves spiritual artists. And like Pam said, part of that is the union we experience. But another part is is that moment of awe when you go out in nature and when we go rock hunting, rock collecting, and you see the diversity in nature and just the beauty, you do have that sense of awe and wonder about the universe. And it just opens up like a euphoric feeling that, uh, that is, and that's, that's why we like to take the gemstones 
from the earth through our own processing to the finished product because we do believe that there are energies that stay with certain stones or stay with stones um, that the energy is affected by how they're found and collected and the, uh, the, the manner in which they're handled and processed and are they done in a, in a loving manner or are they done in an oppressive mass-produced manner and we prefer the loving individual spiritual artist approach. Yeah, I, I can totally relate with that because there is a different vibration, isn't there, in a stone that comes from a very special place. And like you said, it's it's gathered in a way that it and it's not mass produced in like a laboratory, which, uh, yes, it's a crystal. Yes, it's the same kind of crystal, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the same at all. <laughs> Yeah, we, we really believe that is true and and the energy of the stone is is really the most important to us the, the appearance is one thing but the energy of the stone and how it makes you feel is the most important i will agree with that a hundred percent i did some research on stones and and found out there's so much scientific evidence about stones and how they use it in so many different things. And I was just amazed at how, you know, they're used in computers for memory and, you know, they have certain vibrations and, you know, all of these things. And, and I'm also a healer, so I can relate with that as well. Cause I have many, many stones, many, many crystals. Um, so you kind of went out, you went to these special places, you gathered these rocks. Um, and you've treated them with love and created something very special, it sounds like, with each one. Yeah, we do. I mean, we meditate with our crystals. Uh, we wear them. We make malas. Um, Can you and share with me what a mala is? Yeah, a mala is 108 beads. Here you can see one that is okay. handmade. Yeah. And this... Um, yeah, it has amethyst, lapidolite. We uh, took the wood and we uh, made a setting for the it's the beautiful. mala. You guys can't see it on the podcast, unfortunately, it's, but yeah. it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, uh, it, some people meditate. We prefer chanting as meditation. Mm -hmm. um, that fits. There's so many kinds of meditation. Um, and uh, we like using malas for yeah. our, our japa meditation. Um, and uh, we, you can carry a stone and have an affirmation. I mean, that's a wonderful... Mm -hmm wonderful i guess support it gives you support and um, i'm curious do you have different mantras for different stones yes we usually go by the chakra of the stone okay. but to be honest with you there's so many other techniques that um you have to trust your intuition um mm -hmm. You know, sometimes the color of a stone might make you feel a certain way and you might have a phrase that comes to you that 
is very different than what the chakra is saying. Okay. So, yes, you, 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 yeah, yeah. And um, Andy really can tell you the history behind uh, uh, gemstones have been used in religious and spiritual practices going back about 30,000 years. They found Baltic Baltic amber beads that are dated 30,000 years ago. If you go back through Mesopotamia and Africa, all of the older cultures go back about 10,000 years in, in the use of their stones. And that's based on archeological records. That's uh, really cool. And, and if you go back through the shamanic cultures, whether it's in South America or the Andes or Native America or, or South America or even Tibet and Nepal, you'll see commonalities such as turquoise. You know, turquoise is just respected and revered by all of these nomadic shamanic tribal people. Mm-hmm. for thousands of years. So, uh, Ameri- I mean, people have always used gemstones in all cultures. Uh, there's many biblical references to it. And in fact, there is. The, 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 one of the earlier Old Testament references has to do with a breastplate with 12 stones on it, and the 12 stones of the origin of the birth months. So um, the birthstones for the different months. Right. So it goes back thousands of years in all cultures around the world. And the fact that it's so universal gives me confidence that people have relied on it and uh, gotten benefits from the spiritual use of the stones. Yeah, so you really have to trust your intuition um, and not you know, question it because you might be feeling something that is from a past life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. And that is really, um, in, you might need to heal it. So it's, uh, it doesn't really matter where it comes from, but you should trust it. Right. Yeah, that right. intuition. There are, what that's... there are energies that do get stuck um, in, Sometimes, yeah, we have to clear those energies up. Um, a lot of times I, I find it's from ancestors and it's kind of just passed down through this generation. Um, so yeah, I can totally relate with that too. So you've created some pretty amazing stones and you also do, you said sound healing and, and of course, Pam, you do yoga and some of that stuff as well. Do you have like a facility that you do all this at or do you work online or how does that work? Mm -hmm. Well, I do it online. I mainly do yin yoga because I'm more more of a meditator. Mm -hmm. That's, That's my personality, but I've taught all kinds of yoga. And um, I also am a big fan of acupuncture and acupressure. So yin yoga is, you know, uh, more, it's a a traditional Chinese medicine. And I go by that philosophy. I really think it helps my health. And, Mm -hmm. um, and if people are interested in it, um, I, you know, give them a lesson, not too long, I do it by seasons. And I, I, I don't 
uh, give them lessons for a long period of time, maybe three or four for the season. And then they practice on their own. Because Andy and I are very into making people independent and not dependent on us. I love and, that. And I, we feel that uh, that independence will make you feel empowered. So, you know, if you have a question, you can text me or, or something like that. But by three or four, it's a very simple yoga. By three or four, um, you'll, you know, get the hang of it. And then the next season, you call, you know, you call and we do an online session again. And we'll go through uh, the other yin poses that are helpful for that season. So, so did they change like from year to year or is it the same every year just different seasons it's the same from every year it's just Mm -hmm. the season it's just just the season season. so the pose four in each season is that right um they can ask for three or four lessons okay okay if they feel they need more they're not used to it Mm -hmm. um and I go through poses. The poses last for, you stay in a pose, they're usually seated, and you stay in a pose for three to five minutes. So you're really working on the breath. And it's almost like you're in the pose and your body is the pressure of the pose affects the meridian line of of the, the energy starts to really flow. And it takes about, I would say a minute and a half. Now they're saying a minute and 20 seconds for the connective tissues to warm up and then you become more limber. So it's, it's a type of yoga that helps you become more limber. And as we age, we really need to, to be limber, mm-hmm. it, it's so important um, to be limber. I mean, it feels great to be strong and you need both, but mm-hmm. we forget sometimes about being flexible in our body. And then it really affects your mind too. When you're flexible in your body, your mind becomes, yeah, 100%. yes, 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 yes. Um, when I first started yin yoga, it wasn't very popular. And now it's very, very popular. And Andy and I do, um, we travel, before COVID, we traveled around Philadelphia where we live. And he would do singing bowl, um, the singing bowls, like a bath, like a sound bath. And I would do the yin yoga. So people would be in a pose, he would be playing um, oh, I it can't was even just, imagine it was... that would be so amazing. <laughs> like I love both of those, so yeah. I can't imagine yeah. putting them yeah. together the... and having this. Like, oh, yeah. that would yeah. be amazing. Gives me goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, before COVID, we even I would put he would be playing, and I would put the bowl on like the feet on the sole of the foot, and yeah, and just hit the bowl and. Uh, you'd be in a certain pose and, and the bowl would be on your, on the sole of your foot. And 
people said the experience was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. We've yeah. been really wow. fortunate because in our travels in Nepal, we met our first singing bowl teacher and then we studied with him and then he referred us to uh, a master in Nepal for further studies. And we've gotten to go to the factory to watch where our bowls are made by hand to make oh, sure that to make sure that the workers are working in a safe place and to watch that the traditional methods are being used to make the bowls. Um, they're very different than what people buy online. Um, many of those online are cast in a mold and they're sort of hammered just to make some decorative marks. But every bowl that we have, uh, and we have a lot, are all handmade seven metal bowls in the traditional method. Now, so, do you sell those? We do. We sell them on our website. Okay. And we only have a small portion of our selection on the website. So if anyone's ever interested in something, uh, they can just contact us if they don't see it on the website. And we have uh, modern bowls and antique bowls. But one thing we offer is anyone who buys a singing bowl from us gets a one-on-one -on -one Zoom lesson with me. Mm. So I can make sure that they know how to play it because it doesn't do them any good to have a beautiful bowl if they don't know it, how right. to play that's it. Mm -hmm. So that's a personal service that we provide. I really like that. That's a great little personal touch because, you know, I have my singing balls. I know how to play them. And, and I would think that I would know how to play them, but you never know. Maybe there's a specific way that you do it or something like that. So to, to be able to have that hands-on to show you actually how to use it, I think is phenomenal. That's really, really awesome. Do you have like the different chakra bowls for each chakra? We, we do. Um, and in fact, as Pam mentioned, we do gemstone adorned playing sticks where we pair the chakra of the bowl with the chakra of the stone for the playing stick for a synergistic effect. Yeah. Um, but uh, but we, we do make sure that we have chakra bowls for every chakra, mm -hmm. many of each. Very cool. Well, it sounds fascinating. I'm so fascinated. I'm going to go check out your stuff because I, this is all kind of my kind of things that I love to, to dive deep into. So I'd love to see what you have. And, and, you know, it's interesting, but as a, a healer, I do feel the stones as I go in and I do see what kind of speaks to me as I'm, you know, picking something out. But with COVID and things like that, you know, you haven't had an opportunity to go out as much. So a little bit harder to do. But um, I love that you personally are taking that specific time with each bowl and with each stone and, and all of that. I mean, to me, that means more. And I know that the vibration is probably just phenomenal. So I'm, I'm just excited to check it out for that reason to see how they are. So, and we do have really nice sound clips on our website. So the bowl that you're looking at on the website has a sound clip of that specific bowl. 
Oh, perfect. Mm -hmm. So it's not a one like it. It's the actual bowl. So exactly. you, you put it. Okay. I love that because yeah. yeah, it could have the same kind of bowl, but it sounds just a little bit different. So it's nice to know that you kind of know what it's going to sound like when, before you get it. So I really yeah. like that. Yeah. We, we, we try to have respect and love and caring for every product that we have. Mm -hmm. So if, if we're going to sell it, it's something that we've either made or played and used just to make sure that, that we love it. Yeah. And I think if you're going through the healing process, um, maybe from an illness or a trauma in life, you need a product that is pure as possible mm -hmm. as possible. I mean, nothing is totally pure, mm -hmm. but, um, we feel that way. Yeah. We feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. I think the pure you can get it, the better it is. So yeah, absolutely. Um, so, and I love that you kind of started out your journey as young kids, just feeling this need to, to kind of be a part of this and then to take that. You said you've been entrepreneurs almost your whole life. And so, um, you know, you've just kind of took that with you and, and used it, it sounds like, as you went along. So that's a beautiful thing. Um, well, I appreciate you sharing that. I do usually ask, um, and I didn't give you a heads up, so I apologize. I try to remember to give you a heads up. But I usually ask one question, like, you know, as you were searching for yourself and finding out who you were and trying to figure out what direction, you know, with these stones and things that you were trying to go, um, what was the one thing that you did that really helped you, you know, find that out or transition from that space of where you were to, to where you are today? I would say for me, learning to sit down and breathe and focus on being in the moment and just slow things down and doing that on a, a daily basis. And that was the origin of me having a daily home practice. But so it's just slowing down, settling, grounding grounding is the biggest theme for us yeah. so that's that's what like breath works a big part of it is that yeah. right yes mm -hmm. definitely mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i would say uh the same i feel that um even though i teach yoga pranayama was probably the hardest thing for me i was the type of person that held my breath i had some trauma in my life and uh, as a child, and um, I would hold my breath, and it became a habit. So mm. breathing deeply really helps me. And sometimes I even have to uh, count. Like if I'm holding a stone, I might like count one, two, three, and then start to breathe deeply. Yeah, yeah, just okay. to give myself that great, little time. Great to, little tip. Yeah, yeah. For a hard time with time that. that. Yeah, just to, just to kind of ease into the breath. 
and um, also gra uh, grounding exercises, anything that's uh, grounding, even gardening or walking around with no shoes on. In the or, grass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do that all the time too. I yeah. tell my clients all the time when you have somebody that's struggling with, you know, just feeling connected, it's like, just take your shoes off, walk outside, <laughs> get in the grass. Yeah. It's the best like therapy you could do. I mean, and when it's cold, get in the bath, put some salts in and some oils. And, you know, I mean, there's so much healing there that you can have right at our fingertips. So, well, Pam and Andy, I just appreciate both of you for being on today, sharing your message and your, your cool, um, company that you created to help others to find that, that peace and that calm and, and to find their breath. So, um, Pam, thank you for that little tip of counting. I think that was really powerful and I think it will help a lot of those that, like you said, that hold their breath, like you have done in your past. So, um, appreciate both of you. Um, can you tell us where we can actually find your company and your products? Yes. Uh, the website is at www.theindigosanctuary.com. Perfect. Okay, and we will make sure and put that in the show notes too so that they can easily just click on it and go right to that as well. And we will provide you with a discount code for your listeners. Perfect. For them to use on wow, our website. Wow, how awesome. That's great. Um, so do you have that code or are we going to put it on the notes or? It would, it, we'll, we'll create one and send it to you okay. and it'll go in the notes. Okay. So we'll have that in the show notes for you guys as well. And you'll be able to get a discount. Thank you for doing that. Appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you for being on the show today. And we're so grateful to have you. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you. We appreciate you're welcome. This is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a review now, and I will give you a free download of my blessed morning. This is something that is worth so much. It's what I use to get past my past, if you know what I mean. Until our next show, Thank you again for joining us. This is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow.